meeting is being recorded. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Alternate Oscars. Welcome into this very spooky season. As always, I'm your host, Gabe Bourne, and with every episode, I, along with a special guest, will be celebrating and rewarding our favorite films of each year starting in 1928. We discuss our brief thoughts on each film we nominate and comment on the actual Oscar year and some fun details on the ceremony. A few rules we always follow. We strictly follow the reminder list of eligible releases. Those can be found on the website and the Oscar Girls, too. The amount of categories will also change and evolve over time. Today, however, we're going to be doing our Halloween special, a first for this series. And hopefully we'll keep doing this going forward, um, at least as long as we have until the apocalypse takes over. <laughs> but today we're going to be talking about a bit of a random choice, but we'll be talking about 2002 Spider, directed by David Cronenberg. Starring Ray Fiennes, Brandon Richardson, Gabriel Byrne, some others. And my guest today is going to be Matthew Wenzeloni. Hi. Um, could you describe what you, use, uh, what, um, what you do on Twitter and such? Um, I don't have the description. Right yeah, off. sure. Um, I'm mostly on YouTube. I'm known for covering award season as well as Dance with the Stars. I have my own award show called the Hollywood Twitter Press Association, or HTPA. And I and I mainly focus on Golden Globes, but I'm expert in SAG, Oscars, like but the Golden Globes are where my expertise is. Sweet. Yeah, so um I guess starting off is um We'll just, I'll just ask some general questions, like, um, when did you first see the movie we're talking about today? Um, I saw the movie in 2010. My grandmother put it on thinking it was a kind movie about, it was, my grandmother put it on thinking it was a kid's movie about spiders, but, but it was too lucky already and we ended up watching it. No, she didn't realize it was a different movie, let's just say, but we'll get to that. Yeah, I think one of my Twitter visuals like, mentioned it and that compelled me to finally seek it out. And it was an interesting experience watching it. It definitely wasn't exactly like I thought it would be but from what I know about David Cronenberg this seems to fit into his usual style of filmmaking at least this era of it the very psycholo uh, very psychologically driven yeah I, I like movies like this that are I like movies that are horror, but not traditional horror. It's not just the serial killer goes after people. People go after the serial killer, blah, blah, blah. Same. Um, 
So this movie is about a schizophrenic man named Dennis Clegg, nicknamed Spider. Um, he's in his thirties and lives in a halfway house for the mentally ill in London. In London, he was nicknamed Spider by his mother, and he's been institutionalized with um, acute schizophrenia for around 20 years. He's never truly recovered. As the story goes on, we experience his increasingly fragile trip on uh, fragile grip on reality. Yeah. So I guess one of the questions that comes to mind, how do you think this movie handles uh, the mental illness. I think it handles it pretty well. And even though um, it's definitely a thriller, it doesn't feel so sensationalized when it comes to its treatment of um, of, mental, of mental illness and schizophrenia. I agree. It really respects the mental el- respects mental illnesses and presents it in a way that the audience can understand it too. Like I feel like I feel like people when they think of mental illness, they think people who are locked in straitjackets in the institutions. So it was interesting to see a movie depict mental health that that way because that's not the way that Hollywood usually depicts mental illness. Especially back then in 2002. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else to say. I usually, I really should start like taking notes. <laughs> it's it's seriously okay. Um, um, one thing, one thing I you do go want ahead. To, you go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Miranda Richardson. I found it interesting that they had her play two roles in this film, and I think she played them both well. But I found it interesting that she played both the father's mistress and the leader of the halfway house. Yeah, um, I think the point to that is that um, one of the characters she plays, Yvonne, whom Dennis thought he was killing, turned out to just be a delusion, and he ends up killing his mother instead. Exactly. I might need to rewatch this movie again to specifically focus on Miranda Richardson, but I remember her being really good at it. I actually remember her in the film more than Ray Fiennes. Same. Um, yeah. And I'm looking, and she it seems like she won a couple of award of like critics awards for her performance, which is cool. Yeah, I gotta look back who was nominated that year. But I personally would have nominated her. 
I need to watch all of them, but yeah, I probably was considerable. Yeah, I'm just looking back on something here. Yeah, I probably would have taken a um, Diane Lane for Unfaithful and put Miranda Richardson for Spider. I think she was campaigned in supporting, though. Oh, supporting? Yeah. Okay, well, I would probably take out then um, Julianne Moore for the hours and put her in instead. Yeah, I need to catch up on 20, uh, 2002. So yeah. I'm not sure if I can comment. Let me know when you do that year because I'm pretty familiar with that year. Sweet. Like like 90s and beyond is where my expertise is. Like I watch older movies but when it comes to the Oscars it's like the 90s beyond is where I'm at. Um, so, one of the scenes that really stuck out to me, um, was one of the, um, patients was holding a shard of glass, and it was cutting into his his hand. Oh, yeah, that scene. Yeah, that was, yeah, I think that is one of the most disturbing scenes in the film. Yeah. And seeing them rush in with what looks like a bed and holding them down. Yeah. And shortly after, we see Dennis with his, a shard of his own. And it seems like he's contemplating doing the same. That is truly an effective moment. I agree. To me, the scene that sticks out to me um, is when, when I'm just going to call him Spider because I always forget his, his actual name. Dennis. Dennis. Um, when Dennis um, relives a childhood memory in which he, tr- he killed Yvonne, but it was actually his mother. That gave me chills when I was younger and still gives me chills now just thinking about it. The fact that he thought he was killing this awful person in his mind and then turned out to be his own mother. Yeah, definitely for sure. Yeah. What were some what were other moments in the um, movie that stuck out to you? In the halfway house, when he started to make like spider webs in in his room, that to me like stuck out. Like he, like the spider name wasn't just a nickname. Like he actually tried to act like a spider, trying making webs. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I do like how the movie like extends upon that metaphor 
and shows how fixated Dennis is on spider imagery and mentality and how much she associates yeah. with it. It's not just the name. It's actually it's actually an important part of the story that he's kind of like a spider. Oh, Howard Shore actually did the score for the film. Oh, yeah. I guess we should have brought good, Yeah, he had a good year that year. Because yeah. he had the Lord of the Rings, too. Yeah, the Two Towers and then this. Yeah. And it's another good score for him. I agree. I've said this before, probably not on here, um... My favorite technical category at the Oscars is always best score, not best song, best score. Sometimes music is the main thing I remember from a movie. Yeah. Um, There's been a lot of really good scores over the years, like throughout the centuries that have been recognized. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for this year in particular. I think this year's going to be a good year for that category. Yeah, I need to do a lot of catching up on this year. Yeah. Um, it looks um, like it's going to be pretty fun doing that. Yeah. Yeah, um, I was going to say, um, Gabe is joining me and a bunch of my friend, bunch of us on Saturday for a Golden Globes live stream. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's, it's very casual. It's not like... Like, we talk about each category, but we're not, like, so serious about it, if that makes sense. Like, like we just go, like, back and forth. If you aren't prepared predictions for it, that's up to you. You don't have to. That's cool. Um Yeah, Howard Shore wasn't even nominated that year for the Two Towers. Yeah. That's a mistake, in my opinion. Um, I think it was a mistake to not nominate Andrew Leslie for cinematography for um, Two Towers or Return of the King. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Like, I'm not the hugest Lord of the Rings fan, but there's no doubt that movie was well shot. Um, so going back to the movie, um, what 
what did you think of uh what did you think of the other performances in it like from Gabriel Byrne from Ray Fines from John Neville from Lynn Redgrave I think Lynn Redgrave really stuck out to me me too yeah. I was just about to say that I think oh you go ahead I feel Ray Fiennes was, of course, good in the film, but I feel like the supporting performances were stronger. Yeah, I'd agree. I, mean, I don't know if I would nominate him like for an Oscar, but I would definitely nominate everyone else. I guess I'd have to see um, just um, I guess it would depend on um, what I thought of everyone else in the like that year. Yeah. It's definitely a very interesting year when you get to that one. Especially when you consider who won Best Director. Yeah. Yeah, him. I mean, take away the how I feel about him as a person aside, I would not have given him best director, honestly. Like, personal feelings aside, he was not my favorite director that year. Who was? Um, Steven Spielberg, who wasn't even nominated for Catch Me If You Can. That's a good one. That was my favorite movie that year. So far, it's mine as well. Yeah. It's a shame it only got two nominations. Christopher Walken in the score. Yeah. I think in his case, it was just sort of as actually, I'm not sure why that movie didn't figure didn't take off further. Like it was a hit. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Some movies just don't really. Some movies just don't register. I don't know. Um, there's also the studio too, Sony Pictures Classics. Back then, Sony Picture Classics wasn't. The big awards. I think it was no. I um, Catch Me If You Can was distributed by DreamWorks. Oh no! Oh no! I'm, I'm sorry. I thought you meant Spire. My bad. Oh, yeah, that's um, my bad. Yeah, Catch Me If You Can was yeah DreamWorks. And yeah, I would definitely nominate over the pianist and maybe even Gangs of New York. But going back to Spider, um, I think it's um, depiction of mental illness is um, particularly important because of um, the time period it's set in. It's set in um, from 1980s to the 1950s in London. Yeah. 
which back then, yeah, mental health was not a priority. I want to just say it like that. Yeah. I think it does a good job of, like, depicting how things were for um, people with mental health issues and straight up mental illness back then. And depicting how truly awful the treatment was. And how um, the mentally ill were dehumanized and are still dehumanized today. Yeah, especially today. Literally just had a conversation with my stepdad about that before we started. But yeah, this movie did a good job tackling the issues in a careful way. And I think more important, uh, just as importantly in the context of this film, we got a sense of what it's like to be in this guy's shoes. Definitely. The movie did a good job of making you feel what he felt. Definitely. I'm trying to think of what else to discuss about this movie just because I'm not that good at like finding things out to discuss about this movie. Same. Um, well, we can talk about something else. Like, just included, do you have Spire discussion and then slash the um, other topic? Uh, sure, I guess. But um, I guess going more straight up Halloween themes, do you think this would make a good... um? good addition into like a Halloween watch list I I would think so especially if you're into this psychiatric horror films a lot of people are and this was definitely a movie I would recommend to them definitely um, I think along the same lines yeah and also if you don't like the traditional horror films, this is a great way. Like one of the, like, I, like I was thinking bad, we were, like I've seen all the reviews of the new Halloween movie, I'm like, um, and people are like, oh, it sucks. I'm like, yeah, because it does the same thing over and over again. Yeah, I appreciate horror films that try to push itself, like Get Out, Us, Spider, Freaky. Like, I like horror films that that takes the classic genre and puts it in a different direction. 
do you have any traditional Halloween movies that you watch? Mm, I do really like Candyman. Oh, that's a good one. I also enjoy Ding Gang. Um, Halloween, the the original nineteen seventy eight. Oh yeah, that's that's probably my favorite version of Halloween. Definitely. Um, I don't feel like I've seen as many as I should. Um, Neither have I, honestly. No, I are you... Get Out, that's a good one. That's a really what? good one. Which one? Get Out. Oh, yeah, I love Get Out. That was my favorite movie that year. I'm actually thinking of making changes to slight changes to this podcast, but I'll announce that later on. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. You have any plans for Halloween? I have a few house shows that I'm going to be at. Oh, nice. Um. What was? What did you say? I said nice. Yeah. What about you? Um. I'm gonna be watching Dance with the Stars that night. Hmm. But they're they're at least doing a Halloween themed. Yeah. Um. Probably be handing out candy too. Probably not in this costume, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, the audience can't see it, but I'm actually in a Shazam costume. Yeah. I'm planning to, like, sort of dress up as Derek Zoolander. Like, the most I'm probably going to do is, like, find whatever clothes I have that resemble Zoolander and put on some makeup and hair gel. Oh, nice. That's a good costume. Yeah. This is actually the first time I dressed up for Halloween in like eight years. Sort of the same. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend's was super big in Halloween, so I'm trying to get in the holiday sphere. And, and I thought it'd be fun to do a few videos dressed up too, so. Hmm. I have a black cat, so I'm good to go. <laughs> He's cute. Thank you. Her name's Tomlin after Lily Tomlin. Nice. Well, it was originally have... Tommy, but let's just say a Tommy. Our Tommy's not a Tommy, if you know what I mean. Yeah. 
So I technically have four, but um, really two, two fully belong to me. Um, two of them I'm trying to rehome. Oh, nice. Um, I have three cats and one dog. I'm three cats and one dog. Yeah. I'm sort of thinking of getting a dog a lot on um down the road eventually at some point. You should. I'm not sure I, I can just... do it right now, but yeah. eventually. My only advice I have for getting a dog is do your research. Because our breed is actually a Portuguese hunting dog that hunts small creatures like cats. And we didn't know that getting the dog. <laughs> Yeah. So that's the only piece of advice I have for you if you're gonna get a dog. We're almost out of time, so um do you have any like final thoughts on the movie Spider before we wrap up? Um yeah, I thought Spider I thought Spider was a really good movie and and I was surprised I was surprised how much I liked it when I was younger because again I saw it when I was like 10 or 11 and that was when and I was just getting into movies as big as I am now so I was surprised back then how much I liked it yeah Um, I would agree with what you said, and I also like to say that I mm, I also think Gabriel Bjorn was pretty good as um Bill Clegg. I think he's Dennis's father in this movie. Yeah, he um, is. He's very intense and menacing in this movie, which I liked in terms of how he portrayed that. Exactly. Um, so Matthew, um, I guess that's it. Thank you yeah. so much for um, appearing on this podcast, talk about just the Halloween season in general, and this and just a bit about this movie, you know. Thank you so much for having me, it's always great to be here. So, uh, how can we find you on social media? Um, is there anything um, on Twitter and YouTube? Yeah, under Matthew Angelo fourteen on Twitter, and my YouTube channel is Matthew Anzalone. And as we mentioned earlier, this Saturday I'm doing a Golden Globes live stream. Gabe is one of our guests, and it's gonna be a fun time. There's a lot of other fun guests too, so. Please, please come see us on Saturday. Sweet. Um, um, I guess you can find me on Twitter at Gabe the Joker with two underscores. Um, find me on Instagram at Gabe Warren with a single underscore. Um, my letterbox is Mr. Hulo. 
Um, you can find this podcast on any server you use to stream podcasts. There's also a Patreon account that I'd like to you know, use more of at some points. Um, rate and review this podcast for visibility's sake. Until the next episode, sit back and relax. Cheers and enjoy, and thank you for listening to the alternate Oscars. Happy Halloween, spooky season. Bye.